Welcome to the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Your number one Orlando City podcast. For the fans, by the fans. Keeping you in the know on all things Orlando City since 2018. Hello, hello. Welcome to another edition. This is Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Oh, we got a we got a fourth tonight. Uh, we got uh, uh, we got one of our OGs back. He's been been gone for a a, a little bit. Uh, to coming in, diving in on the den after darks every now and again. Uh, I know uh, he's he's the insurance man. He's the guy that's been working his tail off, uh, especially with all this crazy stuff going on within the insurance world in Florida. But uh, we're we're excited to have him back. Uh, we're gonna go over all, all the uh, all the fun stuff tonight. Uh, Obviously, we won the we won the group. Uh, we we got a big match coming up. But uh, how how are we feeling, boys? Eddie, I'll start with you, my man. It's good to be back. Uh, I apologize. You know, I've been working and I got family in town, but I've been uh, following everything and trying to jump in on the den after dark as much as I can. But I'm excited, man. I, I'm glad my voice is finally back just in time for the podcast after losing it uh, for after that uh, that game winning goal by Wilder. But I'm excited to be back and talk about this uh, huge, huge week for for Orlando City and, of course, for MLS. You know, literally Orlando City can can cost MLS, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in revenue by a victory by a victory on Wednesday, which I, I look forward to. Yeah, I would. I'd look forward to that as well. Eddie, of course, one of the OGs was there on on show number one. Not even I can say that. I was I was a show number two guy, but. Uh, Eddie, we're, 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 I think this is episode 191 or 192 total. So it's crazy how far we've come. Right. It's, it, yes, it is. It is crazy. It's also, you know, it's like, man, we, we're crazy for getting this far, but I don't regret it. It's been so much fun. Met so many good people and had so many fun moments and be part of this uh, great fan basis culture. You know, with our podcast has been, been great. And, and you know what? Here's to 191 more, you know, we keep it going, man. Most podcasts don't last this long. Yeah. We must love it because we uh, we just spent thirty five minutes talking to each other before we click the record <laughs> button. So obviously, obviously, we do love it. So uh, we, we, uh, Mike, we all tell our significant others. Sorry, we all tell our significant others. We're going to start a little early to get, knock it out, and here we are, forty minutes in before <laughs> we start it. <laughs> two hour recorded, two hour Zoom meeting for a, an hour long episode. That's that's usually how it works. So, Mike, how you doing, brother man? I'm doing good, man. Just uh, hate to correct you right now. This is actually going to be episode one ninety six. And uh, you know what's better than this? Just to force them with the boys. You know, we're having a good day, having a good night. Uh. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. We were talking about half chubs on the on the den after dark. So uh, <laughs> hey, now you're getting all. Hey, don't call me out. <laughs> now you're getting all oh into it. <laughs> no, man, uh, I'm doing. I'm doing good. I'm. Uh, I'm feeling good. Um, and you know, oh, I get, always good to be back with the guys. You know, just guys being dudes. So for sure, I agree, and it's. Uh, it's always a little nicer after after a dub, and especially a really exciting dub that happens to win a group stage of a tournament. So, Ryder, what's up, brother man? Oh wow, that was fun. Last night was fun. I love you guys. Been good. Let's have fun. Yeah, I, we always have fun, I, even even when we're. Three points out of the last sixty-two, we always have fun. So, no matter what, we're, all, we're there's always something to laugh or giggle or smile about. Let's, yeah, that gave me a good idea. 
Yeah, we got it. They gave me a great idea. We, we, I, I might go back and just like find some clips from previous shows and just, you know, put like a greatest hits. And it, that's got to be up there where you're like, fellas, it's 11 o'clock at night. We've got three points out of 62. <laughs> our wives, our wives can't believe we're actually, if we, we have to enjoy this, no the little moments. Yeah. If we didn't and this is one this, of those yeah. moments, even <laughs> if it's right before we get knocked out by Messi. Right. Which, well, hey, hold on uh, with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't believe in that. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying, like Alex said, you know, if if we didn't actually record this, our wives would never believe we're doing this. But but without those moments, Alex, would this, you know, nice run we're on not be, you know, it wouldn't be as as great, right? Without those lows, the highs aren't as high, right? So I just, think I'd much rather nice. have I'd much rather have our trajectory where we started with the low and now we're getting to the high than than the Atlanta trajectory where we started with the high and now they're in the doldrums. So, you know, right. they, they don't know how to handle it. You know? Yeah. They don't know what this is now. also based on the fact that we went into this tournament by beating this sh- crap out of Atlanta. So. Yeah, we are. We are doing pretty well. We're on a little hot streak. Whereas so. they're about to fire their coach. They uh, they're in. They got they got a few weeks to figure it out, but they're they're definitely you know a few weeks, a month, three and a half. Yeah, that must be that's not nice, but uh, but we'll see we'll see what what they can do with that. I, I, it's one of those things where you never count your rival out. You know, I I watch FSU football and the Miami Hurricanes have been trash for for uh for decades, literally decades, and uh, we've crushed them. Uh, for for decades and no matter what you're always kind of worried you know you never you never count them out so that's how i feel about them but let's get into uh sponsors first uh field turf usa i'll get them out of the way uh as always it's they've supported us since the very beginning when we were back at casey sports bar uh, 196 episodes ago so um you know those are those are two of the ogs as well uh, with chris wedger over there at field turf um, of course we have Leo, uh, who's in London. He was sending me pictures. He's at the F1 bar, uh, watching the race earlier today. Um, and, uh, he's having a great time, but of course he writes, writes mortgages, does mortgage lo- uh, lending and, and, uh, loan officer work. So, uh, he works with uh, U mortgage now. Uh, so if you guys are, are interested in that, uh, give Leo a call. It's uh, 407-844-7696. Uh, even if you just got questions, you're not looking to do anything or purchase anything right now um if you got questions about credit score interest rates rising what's when's the best time to buy when's not the best time to buy uh he's been right i've been wrong and i I don't say that very often but uh but i thought years you know two or three years ago uh the the market was was at the top and he was he's been right the whole time so uh give him give him a shout if you guys have, have any questions about the housing market or or uh what what the precipices for for getting a loan when it comes to to writing mortgages um and then of course our main man Eddie, the insurance guy, uh, Eddie, the commish, uh, uh, on, on Twitter. Um, uh, if you want his personal account, uh, and, and if you need help shopping your insurance, uh, with the right rates rising right now, you know, there's, it's, it's best to get your, your best rate. A lot of people don't know your bundling discount is not very big. Uh, it could be five or 10%. Uh, and you know, if, if you got a policy where Eddie can save you 1200 bucks, the end of the day your auto insurance or your home insurance your other policy may go up you know two or three hundred dollars and your home insurance goes down twelve hundred dollars it's it's going to be a uh, a solid deal for you so uh i know you know inflation's on the rise insurance rates are on the rise uh, everything's on the rise uh, wages are the same 
we got to love that. But uh, and in some places they're going down. But uh, it's the point is people need to save money, and, uh, and and a lot of the people that you look for are not for the consumer. And Eddie is for the consumer. He doesn't get paid off the price of your policy. He is looking to save you the most money that he possibly can and get you the best coverages. So if you need home insurance, if you need auto insurance, if you need life insurance, if you need pet insurance, give Eddie a call, and he will be more than happy to take care of you. Or just shoot him a, a message on Twitter as well. Hey man, who needs uh who need, who needs pay raises when you can get a fedora? You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, I'm tired of the fedora, but you know, I got to tell you a story about my uh my uh, job recognition. You get something called uh, Alex probably remembers Shine Points, and uh, um, most of my Shine Points have turned into um, great investments in my future, such as these. <laughs> uh, funk, funk those are funko pops for those not uh watching the video <laughs> so that's what you get your, your wow points with your yeah shine my points. shine points yeah i've turned those into funko points and i did i did help good gift cards to buy my set, set of irons after saving for like two years it only paid for like a quarter of it but it felt good nothing <laughs> wrong with a set of irons or funko pops all right true 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 Hey, you never know. Those Funko Pops may turn into this something that's blown up in 30, 40 years. So you well, never know. Like it'll, it'll be a Netflix special like Furbies are, or there's a movie coming out for that or whatever. I'm sure Golden, Ken Golden will get into those. Precious eventually. moments, like so. my parents said. Uh, all righty. Well, let's hop right into it. Uh, three, two, dub at home, late game, X stoppage time, uh, goal uh, from the double pivot themselves. Cesar Arahu to, uh, uh, to uh, Vilder Cartagena. A beautiful goal. Builder's first goal in purple um, from start to finish. It was an amazing goal. Uh, you go from you're defending five on three. Uh, it's not looking good for a hot second. Uh, you're thinking to yourself, this is how we go out. Um, and then in the split second, in about 25 seconds, the tides turned completely. A split second with Cesar making the tackle of the year so far, in my opinion. Um making an un- unbelievable stop the guy did not stop running the entire time uh and and uh i was super impressed super happy with with that tackle need without even knowing what it was going to lead to uh gets the ball to faku faku makes a nice little run uh gives a nice pass to the outside passed over to Kara, and uh Kara dumps it off to cesar who like i said didn't stop running went went the full pretty much box to box right there. Uh, and Cesar makes the only ball that, that could have made made to score a goal. And, uh, and he acted like, like a world-class right winger. And he's a world in our league, well, uh, at least a league class, a world, you know, possibly future world-class, uh, defensive midfielder. And he, and he does an unbelievable cross, into the into the right center of the box, right where it needs to be, where the goalkeeper can't get to it, where the goalkeeper's kind of stuck, and Vilder just taps it in, pokes it in. So uh three two, uh beautiful game winning goal. Mauricio Perea, I called that on the last pod, an unbelievable banger to his best goal in purple for sure. Uh absolutely smasher from outside the box to start the second half. Um and uh Duncan McGuire doing Duncan McGuire things. Make, making one of the best center backs in North America uh, look like not one of the best center backs in North America. Uh, so, uh, you know, Duncan McGuire continues to do it. He continues to show out. 
Uh, all three of those guys, uh, you know, huge contributions. Pedro had a had a real big howler, and and after the Angelo turnover for the first goal for them, and then the second goal was debatably a foul, debatably offside. I know uh, Mike and I feel that the goal was not uh, that goal should have st- stood, and it did stand. Uh, that second goal, uh, to me, it's. It could it's borderline, but it's whatever the call was on the field. Uh, offside is is a shout, but the guy didn't touch the ball. I don't think he made any play on the ball. I don't think he made any uh, impediment on the potential of the ball. Um, and as far as the push off is concerned, that's just that's that's who wants it more, in my opinion. And uh, and 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 AC just didn't put himself in the right right position to get to it, and he put him himself that position to uh to get pushed. So if the call would have been made against, if we had that same goal and the call would have made against us, I would have been, and they switched it. I would have been really, really ticked off. So that's usually how I judge things, whether I get upset or not. So, you know, if, if the call would have been switched, I would have seen if I would have, that would have been us. And I would have seen, Oh, I could see that, you know, that, that's usually when I don't get mad. But when I, when I could say, yeah, I would be really mad if that was us and it didn't get, and it got switched. Then I usually just, just ad, ad, admit defeat and, and uh, accept the fact that that it was a good goal. So, Ryder, you you were raising your hand. Uh, tell me tell me what your feelings are. Obviously, we're ecstatic. Obviously, we're over the moon. We won the group five points, um, and our our victory celebration is on to Inter Miami, which we'll get to that. But uh, tell us your thoughts about the, the 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 match. Some think that our victory was on Inter Miami before the match even finish but we can talk about that later we talked about that on den after dark but here's the thing this match was a lot better on a refereeing point but also on a player point we looked really good we pressed we used our advantage and we used all of our attacking options So, I mean, I'm we, the press was looking good. I mean, we got we got there was a few heavy touches in the first half, in my honest opinion. It was uh, it was, and then in the second half, the last fifteen minutes were really unnerving for me, at least. We looked like the more tired team. Uh, said it on the den after dark, I was really nervous about a penalty shootout. Not only were we due to lose one, we're eight and zero, obviously, but. Uh, <clears throat> Pedro had not the best game. Uh, the guys looking gassed. I mean, they did not look like like the team that was playing on more rest and at home. Just just my opinion, but but maybe that's because we did press so so well for so long. Uh, to me, the best part of the match was the response. Um, you know. Yeah, especially in to start off the second half. Yeah, yeah, that was that was to me the best the best part of of the match uh obviously they get the goal first then duncan gets an immediate well, duncan I mean, with, with the immediate less than two minutes to start that was awesome yeah two minutes after the the, the or two or well, two, yeah he had some immediate uh, chances and then i think i mean what they, it was three or four minutes after their first goal that, that we scored uh that duncan got his goal so uh, media response there uh immediate response out of halftime and then even Cesar, you know, making the tackle, but then the immediate response to to use the crowd energy uh, because you can you can if you listen to the goal, the highlight. I mean, 
you can kind of tell that the crowd knew something was coming. I mean, the crowd really pumped. I feel like pumped. Crowd was along. into it. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they he made the tackle, and uh, and the crowd kind of felt like this is it. This this is how goals are scored is off the of tackles like that, and and they all got up and. And I feel like uh, that that was even considered to be an immediate response from that tackle to turning it into a goal in less than 30 seconds. So I was happy with uh, with the response. I, I could our team. We're getting to the point where we can turn it. We could flip the switch. We haven't been able to say that about Orlando. When City the narrative often. is against us. Like, yeah, but but it's still flipping the switch. So now we just got to work on getting the point where we flip the switch all the time anytime we want good really good teams you know even not just in soccer but in basketball you know when you're down you see how many times you see you know the better teams down 18 points at home and what do they do they flip the switch they start playing defense and they start making buckets you know or or in college football where where you know the number one team is down 24 to 7 and and what do they do they they flip the switch you know i saw florida state 10 years ago that they were a great team switch not the year one that I just talked about the year after we got down in every game and what they do they just they would flip the switch so that's what really 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 good teams do uh they have that capability to turn it on whenever the hell they want um I don't think we've ever had that for Orlando City and I think this is the first time I've ever even just even since the last really four matches where I felt like you know we can we can flip the switch whenever we want so um Mike you got any thoughts Oh man, dude, I have I have so many thoughts. Uh, like, well, uh, keep, keep them soccer and Orlando I'll, City related. We don't uh, need cool, to hear cool. all okay. the other ones. Thanks for specifying, man. It's been a long week. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, man. Uh, really, just echoing what you guys are saying here is this is two games in a row now where we've gone down and realistically within like a minute or two of gameplay that we've gotten a goal, and this is also two games in a row that we've gotten a goal right at, at the start of halftime. Like within the first minute out of the half, we took the opening kickoff and put it into the net, um, which that is not something that is common. Uh, can't, can't say that I know many teams that do that. But um, Mauricio, well-earned on the banger, agree uh, that, um, you know, th- th- this was a great, uh, great performance from... Uh, the double pivot, the, the two sixes in the middle. Um, it, it was kind of a weak performance from Pedro, um, which, you know, we don't say that often. I think he's saving his magic for, for midweek uh, in, in the humidity of Broward County. Um, in but, an uh, environment he knows because he's had a really good matchup against Messi. He's got good experience in his career. That's correct. Um, so uh, I, this was, this was your, you're absolutely right that this was a, a it, it was a heart racing kind of match towards the end for sure. But uh, this was an entertaining game. Like the game against Houston was a little bit more boring and not as fun. This this match was was end to end, was entertaining, was a good time. And cardiac cats are back, man. I love when the cardiac cats show up and uh, it's in a situation like that where it's all good times and not like crazy stressful time. So it was, it was good to see that, that resurgence, you know, good entertainment. Oh yeah. I think, uh, I think Pedro is one of the only keepers in the world that has played against Messi and didn't get one of those Budweiser beers. 
that that they handed out to uh to all the teams that that he has scored against Lionel Messi has never scored um <clears throat> against Pedro Gaese so uh the they, ones where was anyone who has scored against has he never been scored against uh I don't believe I don't believe Messi has ever scored on Pedro Gaese and that includes international uh world cup qualifying I'm googling um, um I believe I saw a stat that said that, and I believe he's got the last three. I think the stat I saw was uh, shutouts the last three times that he's played uh, Messi with Argentina. So, so we'll leave that to the predictions. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, that, that's that's definitely going to play a role. I know that uh, they were talking about El Pupo. Uh, he might have been looking forward, and it's hard not to look forward. I think a lot of these guys uh, they saw the the chance. They they saw the uh, the, the potential matchup they you know Miami already have in their uh their their group decided and we knew that there wasn't very many outcomes where we could advance as second place so if we were going to go through it was going to be to Miami um so I, I wouldn't I mean I would I'm, I'm happy we got out of this game it felt like a trap game in that in that sense it, you know it, it felt like the definition of a trap game so uh, you know, I think they, they, the boys were looking at, they're looking, they were always looking forward. How could you not, you know, in a perfect world, you say, oh, well, they weren't looking forward, but let's be serious. Look at all the hype that's been there. These, these guys, we'd be, I'd be looking forward. I'd be, I'd be saying if we, if we win this, we're going, we get a real good chance to play in front of the world, you know? So, um, I, I think, uh, I think they, they got out of it and, and that's always a good thing. So Eddie, your, your thoughts. Yeah, sorry about that. I got stuck on mute. No, um, this game was super exciting. It was great to to be at the stadium for it. There was a lot of mood swings, you know, emotions. Santos always brings a good crowd. I was surrounded by Santos fans in my section. Um, so we had some fun with them and their diving and stuff like that. But um, this is uh, for a stretch to Orlando City. I think they scored first nine out of 12 matches. We haven't scored first in the last four matches. Uh, Real Salt Lake, Houston, uh, Atlanta. And uh, Santos, but in uh, against uh, Atlanta, we scored within three minutes. Um, against Houston, they scored right before half in the extra time. We scored in the 46th minute, and then in this match, we scored three minutes after their goal again, and in the 46th minute again. So we used to see with poppy teams come out in the second half a little sluggish, right? Or I feel like we got caught a lot. So that that's good progress. Um, I, I, I makes me feel better about the club when we don't have to have a lead and we could come back because before, if we didn't have a lead, it, it was just hard to generate goals, right? Generate attack. And now we're, we're doing a better job of that. So that, that's, um, that's great. I thought there were some moments where the game could have gotten, gotten away f- from us, but they, they refocus. You saw some of the veterans like Jansen, Carlos, those guys say, everybody calm down, relax after the second goal went in, stuff like that. And uh, I, I thought some of the big time players stood uh, stepped up. Faku, Cesar, Carlos, um, you know, several others uh, stood up. Wilder has been, you know, I, you know, I've been as big as advocate. Um, they they stood up when we needed them, and uh, and sometimes not all eleven play perfectly. Pedro has bailed us out before. This time the the other ten bailed out Pedro a little bit, and uh, I I uh, that double pivot man has, has changed our season. That's been the best move we we've made all season. It, that saved our season, in my opinion. Those two work really well together. It's a joy to watch them in person too, because the amount of ground they cover, the 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 way they they cover for each other is so great to see. 
And um, I'm proud of the, the fight back. Santos was a team that was trying to get in their head, trying to force yellows. It, it, they forced some early yellows on like guys like Kyle, stuff like that. Um, but Orlando kept their composure. And like you said, uh, Alex, it's easy to think ahead to Miami, but we, we needed we needed to have some kind of positive result when it came to all the different scenarios. So and I'm glad that we didn't just play for penalties. I felt like a couple of years ago, we probably would have played for penalties, you know? And, uh, and uh, remember last time Santos played us, they, they had one go off a, off a, a late hopper and then they parked the bus and this time they scored a goal off a late hopper, but we, we scored right away afterwards. So I was, uh, it, it's good down, to, man. yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see the progress that way. And, and Duncan big game player, like these goals, Goals are goals, right? But but when they happen, make change the game state. Scoring that quickly right before half, I think changed it. You could go into after halftime, it's an even game now. It's zero zero. You could think that way. Let's get aggressive. We don't have, you know, and uh let's go get the goal, let's press, etc. And um Orlando had some moments where if you look at it, Santos are gonna really create a better chances. Um Mauricio scored an absolute banger of a goal, and then then we'll just score at the end. But uh, Santos had a, a, you know, they were getting behind in that kind of golden zone or whatever Pep calls it, where you slip somebody behind, kind of slide roll pass, and then you you square it to the middle. I mean, Carlos deflected one. Uh, Rafa Santos, def- uh, Carlos kept him from kicking it. Um, and then Rafa blocked, the, like deflected one that was surely going in. And um, they cre- and then they hit the, they almost, you know, I think they hit the post early or they were close r- right away. When they were getting into their the final third, they were dangerous every time, pretty much. And um, eventually, Orlando kind of, you know, tied it up, held on, and uh, we got some goals. And and when we we have a, a situation where we could we can counter because of the game state, we're pretty lethal when it comes to that. And, and this time, that that says our play. That was one of the greatest blocks in Orlando City history there. And I mean, it was like a five and two and a half. He blocked it. And then, yeah, in live, Alex, I'm telling you, the crowd, when somebody, I forgot who lost the ball, <clears throat> excuse me. And Santos just running, flying at five people. There might have been more because they, they were, it felt like a, you know, like Top Gun Maverick, like four of them just were like flying in formation. I was like, oh, crap. And I said, oh, no, this is it. And then Cesar stops it. And then all of a sudden, it's just like swept the other way, you know, and, uh, and um, the momentum came, and then Faku just bossed it, and then boom! Give Kata some credit too for holding it up. And well, what a play, man! Just late run by by the you know third man run by the CDM. It's I love a kind of goal, and and you know what it reminded me of too. Remember Carlos Asquez, Peruvian, his first ever goal. He did the same thing. He he made a late run, snuck it under the goalie's legs for his first ever goal to to beat the FC Dallas. You guys. If you remember that, but but both little 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 bar trivia, you know, huh? named the, the you know the Peruvians uh, midfielders, you know, opening goal, Orlando City, both were basically similar goals. So, yeah, man, I'm ex- I'm excited, but but just, gosh, Duncan McGuire, I love that guy. Uh, we'll move on. We got a lot to cover. I like what you said, Eddie, about uh, about how we went for the 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 winning goal because mm-hmm. you know a lot of a lot of times we would have parked it and, and played for the penalties uh but we went for the winning goal and what do you fear the more, most when you're when it's tied up and you go for the, the winner you fear being open on that counterattack and we were open on the counterattack it was looking horrible but we you know the difference was is talent we have the guys now and i think that's what a lot of us were saying super early in the year when we were not happy with with the tactics and the parking and, and stuff like that is it 
go for it because we got the talent you know we're gonna we're gonna get the advantage in more times than not and we we did and that last night was a a perfect situation where it looked like it it could have been three two santos very very easily and it just so the 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 one tackle four or five passes it changes and it's three to orlando city we get the dub and that has to do with talent and that has to do with with the guys that we have on the pitch um you know and 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 just and trusting too. trusting that yeah trusting that talent and experience to to mm-hmm. turn out the way the way that that it, that it right that numbers say that statistically it will yeah and if you look at the end when santos wanted to get in our on our third they were creating chances they were in around the box when they started overloading in the box chasing that that third goal they were giving us some trouble but we kept clearing it hanging out they really didn't actually have a good shot like, you know, they really didn't like – Pedro didn't have to make – I mean, well, he could have made a good save. He didn't. But and with the saves he made weren't hard saves, put it that way, you know. So we managed to hang on during that situation. But it's because of the game states, because they reacted to a goal with a goal. Duncan – and it's crazy because as soon as I saw him check his run and do what we've been saying all year, Duncan – you know, make Wondolowski here, you, you hit the post, whoever – if you win – you win the race to the post, you, you're going to get goals. He, he checked to the far post, went to the near post, boom, smashed the header in. and But that that made it 1-1 at halftime. Bobby's speech is like, I forget, um, would have been, his game plan tactics probably would have been different, down 1-0 at halftime versus um, being being tied. And then Mauricio takes the, takes the, the 2-1. Now we, we have a lead. Let's, let's, let's change how we, you know, let's keep the ball a little bit, et cetera. And then... And then at the end, you know, Poppy could have said, "Hey, we never lost in, and we never lost in penalties ever." And um, let's uh, let's just see this through. Honestly, I think without the hot seat, without the pressure, I'm not saying it was just us, the fans, but something changed. Poppy goes for things more now than he used to, and that was a prime example of that. And I'm glad because yes, we're undefeated in penalties, but I don't know if I'm a pessimist for saying this, but you can't be undefeated forever. Yeah, to me, I'm like we're due to lose a penalty shootout at some point, and uh, so I'm glad we didn't bother testing our luck against that. Yeah, yeah, we are. Due. We didn't even use the fifth substitute. Am I wrong? I'm not sure. I don't. I'm pretty I'm... sure he went for it. Um, Dagger, Ojeda, Enrique Cara. Um, no, I guess not. No, I'm glad yeah. we didn't need a fifth one. I don't think we did. So, and it worked uh, out. It did. It worked out. We had the right team in place, and they, they left both those, you know, DMs in. And I think that would have been the fifth substitute to take one of those double pivots out. And uh, it's a good, good darn thing we didn't. So, uh, let's get into the stock up, stock down. I'll go first just to get it out of the way. Stock down for me, easily Pedro. Uh, just a, a not a, not a, a weird game for him. Just very out of the ordinary. But his stock's so high that he could take one notch down and still be still be very high on my list as far as Orlando city players are concerned. And I'll say my stock up, I'm going to go one different. Um, I might be taken cause I didn't go over this pregame with you guys, but Eddie, you said something, you said our season changed when we introduced a double pivot. Uh, I think our season also changed when Rafael Santos started playing the way that he's been playing. Uh, and I, he's going to be my stock up to uh, just a beautiful ball in uh, he's really been uh, a danger, a very, very, very dangerous player on that left back uh, position. 
and uh, he makes me super happy to to have him at fullback. The balls that he can put in are unlike something that we've seen since um, since Rafa Ramos. Honestly, I mean, I, Ramos used to put in a, some some. I mean, he had a bad temper and he got hurt all the time. But but the man used to be able to to put in a cross. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I feel like we haven't had that sort of dependability at the, uh, at the fullback position, uh, in a long time. I mean, even, except when Joao was playing really well with Nani and everything in MLS's back, but yeah, he wasn't uh, putting good crosses, but he wasn't a fullback. Yeah. No. Yeah. He wasn't a fullback. So, uh, I'm going to shout out, uh, Rafael Santos there. Um, the Brazilian left back, he's really, really coming into his own and, not only is he delivering the the crosses and that are turning into goals, but he's scaring the opposition into making them respect him. And that's a big, big part of this game. So, uh, Mike, give me a stock up and stock down. First, I just want to follow up and say his uh, his bromance that he's got going with Duncan McGuire is also just wholesome as all heck. Oh, they had a nice it. handshake, too. Yeah, you love to see it. Yeah, they've had that going for a couple couple games now because Duncan just can't stop scoring. Uh, and they had that dance, remember? They had yeah. Dance. Um, I mean, that's really my stock up. And I, I, you gave it to Duncan last week, Swag. I'm, I'm giving it to him again, man. Again, dude is just a goal scorer. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, a lot of like Twitter, you know, uh, some Twitter, Twitter uh, personalities that are noticing. Matt Doyle has been on the Duncan train with all of us from the get go. Uh, but now MLS Buzz is tweeting about him. I saw another tweet saying the U.S. men's national team's keeping their eye on him. You know, Duncan is a dude, and um, we got to. It, it's one of those ones that the the downside is is we got to enjoy him for as long as we got him. You know, because there's going to be a time that an offer is going to come in that we just have to say yes to. Um, so I, I'm enjoying every second of the Duncan McGuire hype train while we got it, because that man is the real deal. Uh, and stock down, um, Pedro was in my thoughts as well, just because he had a very uncharacteristic game. But a, a player who's had a couple couple games of struggles in a row for me, uh, I got to go with Ivan Angulo. Um, I know that that's probably something that will ruffle some people the wrong way because uh, we all love the guy. He's got great pace, good speed. But, man, his decision-making in the final third has just been really lacking the past couple weeks. He does such a good job of beating the first defender, making a move, accelerating fast, but the final product's just not there right now. He's missing shots. He's not picking the right passes. Um, I just need to see better out of him. You know, it's one of those things that he's got so much positive um, that it hurts really bad when the end product is such a such a negative right now um i'm sure he gets a goal or a big assist or something soon hopefully he'll you know it'll be something that motivates him and turns him around but uh you know it, it's it's a little tough right now while we're not seeing that so stock down that's a good that's a good show i don't think uh i think he would have been my 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 third choice stock down this week uh rider stock up and stock down Stock up goes to the when you think he's out, you pull he pulls you back in. The sex ball champion, Mauricio. My goodness, that shot! That was a great, a great shot, great positive for this match. Perea puts it in and 
makes it interesting. So shout up to him and stock down to Kyle Smith, who, yeah, he's, he's having a, another good season with the club, but he didn't have a good outing in the first half and, Thorson had to come in for him in the second half, and that's still something that a lot of people are talking about and debating about. So is that Thorson's spot or is that Smith's spot? That's something we have to look out for. It's very possible we see a switch there next week. Who knows? So that's my stock down. We'll see, but Dagger Dan, I don't, I don't, I, I, to me, a lot it's of the hype so train is so back and forth. Like to me, a lot of the hype train is the name. If you want my honest opinion, if you didn't have such a cool name, I don't, I don't disagree with a, you. A, but a hype train is what it is. It's um, Thorlson versus Kyle Smith. So the the name competition is not fun. But do it's a it's a Thor versus an accountant, you know. That's what it sounds like. I just think if anybody <laughs> thinks Dagger Dan needs to go uh, play starting uh, fullback, I think they need to go back I and don't... watch the twenty minutes the lat the of very unnervy football uh, against Atlanta seventieth. Well, even this last match, I just he kept, don't know he kept who was going to play that position any times. given week. He kept people onside yeah. multiple times where he was four or five yards away deeper yeah. than the back line was he, all set up. He was four just, or five yeah. yards back. Um, he, he kept the guy onside during the goal that everybody wanted to say that it could have possibly been onside. Go look where he was. Really? I mean, yeah. he was, he was way off the back line. He just doesn't he, he have that the, sink. He was on the corner flag. He just doesn't have the sink that, that, that is required to play on a back position. line in the way that, that we play the back line with Oscar Pereja, in my humble yeah. opinion. We, we play a high line and he's playing out of position and uh, he he was getting smoked in behind, so he he laid off, and that created the offside trap. Went to hell. You, you're you're right about that, but yeah, I, I wonder what his name would need to be for Kyle Smith to be, you know, for it not to be a question. Because I think Kyle Smith's a starter. Dagger Dan, it's just this is the League's Cup. It's Miami. It's too big of a tournament to to try someone out of position like this. The going forward thing hypes a lot of people. There hasn't been really any end product, but barring maybe like those few substitute appearances, just like with, with Angulo, Angulo, Mike was right to call him as a, a stock down because he he smoked a couple people. He right, he in one play he smoked like two people, and then he passed it to the to right back to them. And then you know then Rafa Santos, if you look at the, the game um, when he made the pass to to Duncan, it was Faku was the one who passed it to him. And Faku went from the center to from the right to the center, gave it to him, and then they switched sides in the second half. Faku actually looks at the overlapping runs by Santos and stuff like that. Angulo's always going to cut inside, always, and often passes it late. Useful player tracks back defensively. I see why he's starting over Hedda because in, in the way we, we kind of play, we, we need him to uh, we need that winger to really kind of you know almost be like a wing back sometimes. And on defense, we kind of just go from a four two three one to a four four one one really or four four two, and those. Wingers both Faku works hard on defense and Angulo does too, but uh, yeah, it's a good call. But our fan base will get excited if you dribble like four times in a row, and whoa, you know. But the reality is, Angulo's making ter- bad decisions quite often, and uh, Dagger Dan defensively is a liability. It's just what it is. If his name was was Tom Dan or something, or I don't know, what, what would it be, Alex Tom Brown or something? If his name yes. was 
Yeah, yeah. It's, Eric you know, Johnson or something like was, that. You know? It wouldn't even be a question. Yeah, uh, at all. But you're, you're right. So my my stock uh, stock up is you know I don't know if you could say it's up because it's been so high. It's Cesar Araujo, man. He was just insane this match. Just solid. Um, just even little things I love about him. Like for for example, at the end, they had a throw in that he, it like hit off of him, and when they were gonna throw it in, he just like forearms the guy. Because he wasn't ready, to, he wasn't back yet, so he just forearmed him just to get back into position. I just—he's so aware of things. It's just so, so, so smart, uh, and so you know, just does these little things that I love. Um, he hasn't been diving. He hasn't got a yellow for simulation. He hasn't been diving in a while. After he got that suspension or that fine, my my man stopped. Right? I don't think he's got a yellow for that or has been fine. So I think it's been on a good good form for the most part. And I thought this game was probably one of his best overall games just because it wasn't just, you know, him being solid on defense and the steal. It was the the fact that the pass was perfect, the awareness, the 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 energy to get all the way up after being all the way on your side to get back on the other side. That late in the game, 92nd minute after the humidity, I mean, it was it's it was like I you know, there wasn't like a souvenir. It was just you could have cut a piece of air and taken it with you. It was so thick yesterday. And then um and then um, other things too, like there was one where he made a slide rule pass, almost played Faku in. Um, uh, 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 Angulo, who he played it to Angulo, who, you know, nothing came of it, but he played Angulo in. And then he, he had a reverse pass of his left foot to Faku. You know, he just, he, he's become a threat on both sides. Well, he, he's carrying the ball up. He, he's making good passes in the final third. He's kind of doing what Ursa was doing for us last year. Ursa was a connector in that final third, making some fi- final balls, being a threat, etc. You know, he gets shooting a little more and stuff like that. He's just going to continue growing. And he's another guy, too, that that he's not in this league for long. So I'm all in the Cesar Araujo hype train. Stock down. I mean, you guys got it. Pedro, I think Kyle was just went quite there. But Pedro, I'm going to say with, with Pedro, um, was definitely, definitely. I, I think it's just out of position on that second goal. Either commit to the cross or sit back. He normally sits back. I, I said it before. Um, the critiques from the Peruvians are national team duties. It's positioning and and air and you know box presence, winning balls in the air. So I did the both of those. I thought I thought you know he misjudged maybe where he was in the box on the first goal, um, or I don't I don't know. It just hopped in front of him. It's just kind of a bad break, but. I feel like he he should have stopped that. And then the second one, he just caught no man's land, and I didn't really, uh, I don't know, play to the whistle. If the, the guy's in the box, if there's offsides, who, who cares? You got to play to the whistle, and so you know, give him give him a stock down for for Pedro. I hope he he turns it around. I don't want this to be in a, a situation where he gets paid and and he you know he doesn't perform up to level because uh, or at the beginning of this year he was great, but I don't think he's been up to his level for most of the season. Yeah. And I don't want to act like I, I I agree on Pedro, and I don't think it's going to be like that. But I also don't want to um, act like I'm hating on Dagger Dan, but he's just not a guy that I want to be starting in the starting line. Like you said, Eddie, he's just not. He's very one dimensional. He's in a very in his role as a fullback. He's an attacking fullback, and uh, we already got he's, one of those on one side. So yeah, he's it's not his position. He's I mean, you can't you can only fault him for so much, you know. Yeah, he like, he stepped up and playing out of position, so he's not going to get it. In a situation where you play a high line, where you know the fullbacks are asked to go up a lot, it's a lot to ask. There was that one pass where Cesar one timed it to the space. Mikey probably would have gone to their Kyle, but he didn't because he was just not used to it. Like you said, you need to be in sync on your back line. The back line's one you want to keep consistent. 
because you want to be able to sink in, know where you're at, know when to step up. And it's a lot to ask for Decker. And so I'm not taking a shot at him. I'm just saying this is too important to, to have on the job training right now. So yeah. Kyle, Kyle's generally solid. And then that's fine. Hopefully Mikey comes back and those should be the two fullbacks. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I was going to just add, I, like, I think when Dagger does Mikey best come position. Back? Uh, he's hurt, right? Yeah. Mikey's he's, been hurt with a thigh injury. What's the, the time frame is unknown. I think for now, uh, you, know, yeah. you know, how Orlando city is. Oh, right? sorry. Orlando. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. We, we, we need, we need to do like, you know, we need to get like Morse code breakers, you know, like the, that kind of thing. Yeah, dreaded Three lower taps, body two taps. You gotta go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mike, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Uh, I was just going to say, for me, like, I feel like Dagger's best position is probably more of like an attacking eight, and that's just something that's not in our lineup currently. Um, since we're not playing a formation that, like, lends to an attacking eight, we're finding ways to use him because we do like what he offers. But agree, defensively, he's kind of a liability, and I like him if the plan is, hey, we're going forward to get a goal. I think he was better this game than he was against Houston and Atlanta. But it's definitely one of those things that it's you, you can see the uh, the issues he has for sure. He, he's got some work to do on the defensive side of things. Yeah. All right. We got about 20 minutes left. We saw we're, we're doing good on time. I'm proud of us so far. I'm trying <laughs> to manage it. I'm getting getting. I feel like after 196 episodes, I'm getting good at managing the time. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, we tried to do it on dad. We were only 15 minutes late this week, so not too bad. But uh um uh, let's let's look forward wednesday night have they released the time yet they keep saying the time is six twenty-five, but i don't believe that for a second six so, that, that's what i saw on the apple tv too uh 6 25 so don't on, trust it on it's google it, it says yeah google it still says tbd so i'm gonna think it's gonna be eight o'clock prime time um maybe 7 30 is when they'll start the coverage price probably they'll probably start the coverage at 8 a.m 12 hour long i imagine messy in the knockout rounds so you know how they've been doing but uh the good news is the coverage will include us this time uh so we'll get to watch it all and and i hope the boys will be watching too uh but we travel down to pompano beach take the nice uh route down there uh re- remember we got about a th- the two hour 45 minute drive from Kissimmee and Messi's got about an hour and a half drive from his mansion on Star Island, so uh, not too bad of a, of a time difference. But uh, we got supporters tickets, $150 a pop, so <clears throat> I'm sure we'll still sell them, to be honest. I'm sure the, there's still going to be a lot of people who will go and represent. Um, the cheapest ticket I saw on StubHub was about 150 bucks too, after taxes uh, on Ticketmaster. <laughs> Um, so if you are interested in going, get on down there, but, uh, we'll be playing them Wednesday round of 32 matchup. We won our group and this is what we get the favorite to win the tournament. So you got to love the way the league's cup has been drawn up. Um, you got Messi, you got Busquets, you got, uh, you know, uh, Joseph Martinez, who I guess Weeby is saying he hopes dominates us again. I just don't understand what the love affair is with Joseph Martinez in Orlando. And I hope they continue to talk about it. Uh, because I, somehow I'm trying to find a way to filter my mouth right now and remember that this isn't a den after dark, but um, <laughs> what a joke. Doing good. Doing what a good. joke. That's all I'm going to say. What a joke. Joseph Martinez is washed. He's washed. He's been washed. He's still washed with Messi. Uh, even there, he's still washed. So the guy's washed. 
he's been washed. So uh, they can hope and dream all he wants. And I think we're going to actually play. We're not going to hope and dream. I think our boys are going to play. So uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for the world to see us. I'm excited for, uh, you know, a lot of different eyes, to be honest. Millions and millions of people will be watching us. And when we beat them, uh, even more millions will see it. Now, what I'm not excited for is the inevitable match fixing. Uh, I'm not excited for the uh, the the inevitable pro referees uh, salvaging, like Eddie said, millions of dollars um, that that they stand to lose if Messi gets knocked out in the round of 32 and they go three weeks without Messi playing a match. I'm not excited for that. Um, so part of me thinks the the purple paint on the wall on the 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 uh, mural was was Don Garber, like Corey said, it was a fix. Uh, so that way they have something to distract from the inevitable match fixing. It's all a a, a very very coerced plan. We all know what's going to happen. It's going to take a let's be honest here. It's going to take a colossal effort to beat these guys. It is not going to be easy. We will be playing against not only Messi, not only Busquets, not only my Inter Miami, uh, not only that fake extra stand that they have in the one out of the four corners, but we will also be playing against the refs. And whether whether anybody wants to acknowledge that or not, um, the boys need to go into this matchup knowing that we will be playing against the referees. We are not going to get a single call, um, and they will give – any opportunity they can to screw us. So with that being said, um, I think we go nine and zero in penalty shootouts. And, uh, <laughs> what and, a uh, call. and like, because you know what, you can't fix the penalty shootouts. So what's uh, the score in regular time? I think it'll be, it'll be two, two Miami likes to give up goals. They're not Damn very good it. defensively. Uh, I think it'll be two, two. I think Messi will get his goal, maybe two goals. Um, at least a goal and assist. He'll obviously have a, a impact on on the game. Uh, we'd be stupid to think Messi will not have an impact on the match. I think we would be absolutely naive to think that. Um, but I think that if the boys go into it with the idea that we are going to get screwed, if they do not let the referee get into their mind, if every time the referee makes a stupid, dumb, obnoxiously horrible call, they just smile, laugh, and move on. I think that's the only way we advance. I think that's the only way we win the game. If if we're going to get upset about the referee inevitably fixing the match or doing his best to fix a match, then we will not win. But if we just smile, move on, and acknowledge the fact that it's Orlando versus everybody, to the definition, it has never more so been Orlando versus everybody. We've said that, you know, that's been a thing in in this in this culture of this this club for a year years now you know but it has never been more true than wednesday night it will be orlando versus hundreds of millions of people not only in florida not only in the united states but literally around the world orlando versus literally everybody there will be people in spain rooting against orlando city people in maybe not Paris, but in France and Europe and, uh, you know, people in, in, in everywhere in the entire world are going, there's the, are going to be rooting against us. And there's no time like the present. There's no, there's no time, but now, 
there's there's no it's there's nothing to lose everything to gain these kids that are young the fakus the cesars the builders you know these uh these these dudes like like Rafael Santos who just came up and he's in MLS and maybe thinking he could go somewhere even Pedro he's been talking about a move to Europe too and that's the one place he's never been uh the guy like Ivan Angulo um there's no place like the present for them to get film and show the world what they can do and uh, I don't think they're going to back down to that so I'm going to say 2-2 uh, 9 and 0 in penalty shootouts and uh, Messi goes home early just because as much in my in my soul that I think it's going to be two one because we get screwed, I'm just hoping that uh, that that we can overcome the inevitable screwing that we all know is coming. So, Ryder, give me give me your your thoughts. What's your prediction? Well, I really don't have much to say because I came into this having the same prediction as you, and I'm going to use the same one tomorrow when I talk to the Miami pod. It's two two. We this thing's going to go 2 2. We're going to have a lot, it's going to be another back and forth like we saw on Saturday. We're going to fight back and forth with Miami, and Messi's going to be part of it. But we've got guys that are part of it too. Facundo's going to score a goal, and honestly, Duncan's going to score a goal too. But it's going to end 2-2, and we're going to go to penalties. And Pedro, who will only have given up one goal in his career to Messi, even though he's had quite a few face-offs against him, both, I believe, in club and in international competition. But in the end, he's going to have a good outing and he's gonna win the penalty shootout for us once again and like you said better than anybody nine and oh so i agree with you 100 percent two two we're gonna win in penalties i'm gonna still be going nuts but we're gonna get past this we're gonna shock the world and we're gonna go to the round of 16 and messi's gonna have to find another vacation so i uh alonso Contreras. i, I would be uh amiss if we didn't shout him out because he's he's the guy where i saw this tweet from and i just looked it up uh it said uh pedro gaiese holds a remarkable distinction of facing Lionel messi the most number of times as a peruvian goalkeeper without ever conceding a goal in three matches that he's played him Messi has never been able to score. So, so based off my prediction, he does concede his first, but he's still not going to concede defeat, which yeah, we'll, what's we'll what's more important. Yep, exactly. That's a team sport. So, uh, Mike, give me your prediction. You're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's uh, all signs point to Lauderdale at this point. And if you think that I'm going to go ahead and predict against our boys, there's not a snowball's chance in hell of that happening. So, like, <laughs> um, I uh, I do think that it's likely going to be one of those things that will come down to a shootout. But for me, it's going to be it's going to be the Facundo show. This boy loves big moments. This is going to be one of the biggest moments that he's had in his career under the lights the most eyes watching him that have ever watched him. And he's going to be playing against his idol. There is a story about the fact that obviously like he was never allowed to say that his favorite player was 
uh, was Lionel Messi because of the fact that, you know, obviously there's such a rivalry between Uruguay and, uh, uh, and Argentina. And Luis Suarez gifted him with a, a jersey from Messi, uh, you know, as a present with the, re- the relationship that he built with Luis Suarez with being with the national team. Um, so Luis Suarez, I mean, Facundo Torres is going to go out there and just absolutely ball out in South Florida. Uh, he's going to be Will Smith in Miami, having a good time, banging goals. Uh, I do think it's likely going to end up resulting in a draw. And we're going to go to a penalty shootout, and Pedro's going to make the save against Lionel Messi, and it's just going to be poetry. Like, and uh, we're going to advance. So that's uh, I got to give them their credit. Obviously, they're they're you know as much as I don't want to, the moves that they've made, they're they're a much better team. And the only thing that's a, the downside is the the discourse around it. Like if you watched MLS wrap up, people are like, well, my Orlando's gotten the better of them, you know, uh, so far through everything. So how, how do we feel? Is this going to be the same or different? And they're like, well, it's not even close to the same thing because this isn't the same Miami team. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, yeah, no crap. It's not the same Miami team. But like we you can't just because of the fact that they signed three players, you can't go ahead and just say that 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 everything's over, you know, like. Yeah, no crap. It's not the same Miami team. The same Miami team that we're used to facing usually has four DPS, and this one has six. So, <laughs> and yeah. they applied by the rules. Oh wait, they didn't. Yeah, all you have to do is fact check the MLS website for that one, boys and girls. So, Eddie, yeah. tell me your your prediction. Uh, <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> oh man, uh, look, um, this we kind of as much as I hate to say it about Pessy, you know, this is. This is one of the biggest games for a lot of these players and maybe for Orlando City. Because of the, the amount of viewers, it's going to be enormous. Yes, the Open Cup final, was, we'll, we'll give that as the most important game, right? Um, but this is probably up there because, to be honest, no, nobody wants us to win. Nobody. The 407, 321 area codes, some of them. That's it. Nobody else wants it. It just gives Messi a couple of weeks of vacation and get we 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 win our group and we get rewarded by an away game three days later against Miami, or or we would have gotten the Mexican champions Pachuca. So that was always going to be crap. Um, they they um they they set this up to to get to this matchup. Essentially, they're going to have a week off. Um, we're going to have three days after a grueling match. Everything's in their favor, and then you know, and this is Messi, the guy from Argentina that had a penalty. Uh, for every single World Cup match, every single you know he's gonna get a free kick close there to the to the box in the D, and he's gonna get um, he's gonna get a, a penalty problem. It's just bound to happen. I'm surprised he hasn't got one already. So yes, it's gonna be a situation where you, they gotta keep their head. They can't get too high in the moment. But this is a this could be a career changer moment where people think when uh, Faku scored on Arsenal and Arsenal backups uh, tell Orlando City fans, but we scored on people who don't even play for Arsenal <laughs> anymore, like Nuno Tavares. Um, they're like, oh, that's going to be a big moment, and Arsenal's going to look at him. But if he bosses a match where Lionel Messi's there, right? Uruguay is going to be proud because they he he has to keep that uh, Messi's his favorite player under wraps for a reason. Cause it's a huge rivalry, you know, um, if, if he could boss that and Uruguay's going to be watching, he's going to make all the Uruguayos so, so proud. He's going to get a Mate T unlimited for life or whatever. And, uh, um, he's going to have, it'll be a huge moment for his career for him to do that. And, and let's be honest, this is MLS. We don't have barring like St. Cesar 
uh, Duncan and Faku, we don't really have players who are going to go to another step. Right? Who else can we say is going to go to another step? This is going to be the biggest moment of their careers to play Messi. It is what it is. It's, that sounds terrible, but that's the truth. So if, if a Wilder Cartagena who's faced him with Peru and have put in a crunchy taco once, you know, can can step up and show that, that who knows what that does. He he's on he's on loan right now. Who knows what that does for him? Cesar does good against him. Boom. That's gonna accelerate, you know, his uh his career path, etc. And if Faku bosses it and Duncan keeps scoring big time goals, you know, against uh against uh in that against Messi, against uh inter Messi Miami, that'll be another, you know, notch in his belt. Everybody's getting on the Duncan bandwagon. Mike, me, you, JJ Cleon, we saw him in preseason. We were like, hold up, there's something. This guy's got a dog. When he flung that college kid with his left hand on the ground and looked at him like he took out the trash, I was like, wait a second. And right, Mike, within minutes, he came in, got a, got an assist, got a goal, almost scored another. You know, somebody missed a, a goal that he set up within minutes. We are like, this kid's different and watching the tape. And this would be just another notch his belt where he scores a big goal. And, you know, and they asked Duncan, what are you looking forward to the most for this match? You know what he said? Winning. So I'm talking about, baby. That's what gets me hyped up. That's all winning. That's all you need to know. So with Dude, that being I saw said, that I'll, clip right before yeah. we started recording. And it, yeah. it was one of those things where I was just like, I chills. can't wait to shout that out later. But you like, to do it. Yeah, I was like, chills. Yeah, I was. Oh, sorry. Sorry. That was no, just, no, you're good, yeah. man. Like a straight that's up reporter. Talking, yeah, that's just, you know, dog and him kind of thing. So, you know what? It, 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 he says he looks forward to winning. Are we going to win? I say yes. You know, we're going to do that little pause for drama there. Um, I, I say we're, we're going to do it because I want to be optimistic. Uh, I think we have enough dogs on this team. We got to be a little tighter defensive wise. We Santos probably should have had, you know, I don't know. Look, I, I they should have had a couple of goals. The goal, not the goals they scored, but they could have had a couple other goals. We're going to have to be a little more sound. They outshot a 16 to 11 too. Um and but Mauricio ain't gonna be scoring bangers like that all the time. So we need to be a little bit tighter. We need Pedro to have a big game. We need Pedro to step up. That's usually when he does best in situations like this. But I'm gonna go ahead and say somehow we don't get a penalties because I'm scared of penalties right now, to be honest, folks. I'm gonna say three to two, Orlando City. Late. We do it late. We hang on. Messi has a free kick, like Amada did at the end of the game, and but the dunk hits the post. You know, that's that's what's going to happen. We're all, we're all going to collectively shart at that moment, but it will be Orlando would come out. <laughs> collectively shart. Oh, yeah, say that one. Yeah, yeah, three three to two. Uh, Orlando City wins. Duncan with the goal. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to give Faku a goal. And it just because, just because this just fits, I'm going to say, you know, in a counterattacking goal, the man only scores on counterattacks, Ivan Angulo. But I'm, it's going to be reverse. Angulo first, Faku second. No, Duncan can't be the third because he don't go past 70 minutes. Ah, who cares about the order? But those three are the ones who are going to show up. Faku and Duncan are big-time players. And then Angulo is going to score in a counter because you can still give Miami in a counter, man. They're still old. And uh, they're, they, Messi ain't going to play defense. So if we, we could win, win the ball somewhere in the middle, I'm not sure how we're going to do it. I don't know if they're going to they're gonna man-mark Busquets because Busquets feeding the Messi is what's killing everybody. I don't know what we're going to do, but, uh, or how to beat Messi. I mean, no one's really figured that out. Um, I don't know, but, uh, we're going to pull it off somehow, man. And we're going to have a good crowd, even though the tickets are $150 for supporters, supporters, tickets, uh, allocated and 
from what I can see, they're 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 going, they're going, and they whoever bought my extra tickets for the Miami match September twenty fourth, God bless you. I do got are going. Something to add to that, real quick. First <laughs> off, you mentioned that we got dogs. I just want to go ahead and say, Faku, dog, Duncan, awesome. dog. dog, Cesar, dog, dog, Wilder, dog. I say Pedro t- dog Carlos uh, I think dog too man Carlos, absolutely. I can absolutely. see how Rafa Santos was you know one thing man shout out I have a little out of order here but not just offensively defensively he's been better right Alex yeah Rafa uh, yeah. you got to give people time but he's just been yeah he really has he really has helped unlock us and man I could see I could see Duncan just getting in behind and you know get that that left foot is is special and Oh, I'm ex- it's going to be so great. And, and I just imagine, imagine like the bets lost. There's people's entire personality is just putting Pessy on anything, putting Messi on anything, Ronaldo or anything anybody else does. Their entire personality is based on supporting Messi or being Messi stands. Their entire personality is that. And just to see those people just, just eat it for one day. And then well, Messi's just going to sit there and, Oh, for three weeks, it's going to be glorious. That would be so. And then the bonus is we get to see, we have Joseph Martinez gets to lose too. Oh man. That's great for everyone. It's up his dogs. <laughs> the second thing that I wanted to add. The to dogs, that, but not dogs. <laughs> exactly. No, the second thing I wanted to add to that too is I don't think like you guys are right that, you know, a lot of people aren't picking us to win. It's we're we're not going to, we're definitely not going to be the sexy pick. MLS front office definitely doesn't want us to win. Apple TV definitely doesn't want us to win. But you know who does? A lot of the MLS diehards that have been with the league for a long time that Good don't point. like seeing right. all this extra promotion and extra fan fear and pomp, fanfare mm-hmm. and pomp and circumstance that the league is throwing into Miami. So I, I think that we are going to have a couple of those folks that are just going to be like rooting for their downfall. Uh, you're still going to have the messy stands that are like part of the, that group too, that are still going to be like, oh, I'm going to watch for him as long as I'm not playing my team. But yeah, I think we're still going to have some people that are like the, the league diehards that are going to be rooting for us. So. That's hope. I, I, I agree with that. And I, I, that's just, it's, it's, we're still going to be outnumbered. Oh, probably, sure. uh, probably uh, <laughs> in you know, underdog, but not probably. out, you know, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be, it's versus everybody except, Orlando people in Orlando and MLS stance. So that's for sure. Mike, why don't you give me a shout out? You got one? Oh uh, yeah, man. I got a, a shout out to uh, the uh, Miami freedom park fundraising fund, uh, charging $150 a ticket for a game at their, at their trailer. Uh, but now they're going to go ahead and start funding that new stadium with all them tickets. So uh, they even put in a couple extra uh, bleachers to try and raise more money. So I'm rooting for you guys. Uh, maybe next time I'll buy a candy bar too, but it might cost me about 75 bucks for one. So, uh, but yeah, the, the fundraising fund that they got to, to build that new stadium whenever they get rid of the toxic waste that's on the uh, golf course. So soon they're going to, uh, to start charging to use the, the, uh, the bathrooms that are shipping containers. So, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm sure they'd probably, you know, have a couple drink minimum that you have to pay for on a water fountain. So Ryder, give me a shout out. My shout out is to purple paint sellers in the Miami area. Shout out to you. Not sure what, what the last weekend has done for you, but great. Wasn't us. 
Yeah, and I I'll shout out Don Garber for uh, for purple paint buying uh, because uh, we all know that that wasn't Orlando City fans that did that. Uh, we all know that Orlando City fans and supporters would have been a lot more creative than just taking two gallons of purple paint and throwing it literally against unartistically the wall. splashing it. Just yeah, literally, house. you could tell it's yeah. just it's just a, two buckets thrown against a wall of paint. Who's going to um, drive two and a half hours down ninety five just to do that? Bro, two and a half hours is generous depending on where you live. Like I'm yeah. past Orlando proper. It is it, unless if you don't take toll roads, it is a four hour drive. Well, the Pompano Beach saying. is about two and a half from Kissimmee. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, like, is it really vandalism if someone doesn't draw, you know, immature things on there? I don't know. Just, what are you talking yeah. about, Wiener? <laughs> yeah, I'm just seeing a little, you know what I mean? Little, yeah. I just, right I don't. Yeah. To me, like a, 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 a just any. I think that there would have been a little more creativity done if it was an right. Orlando City fan. So, yeah. uh, it's obvious with how it's been like portrayed it in the media. They they got exactly what they wanted. Nobody's going to care about what our opinion is, but right. uh, we know Orlando City fans know. And trust me, a lot of us would be the first to come out and say, "Heck yeah," you know. But even the people that are like that have massive doubts, massive speculation. Uh, that there's no chance. There's we we know when we do that sort of stuff, and we don't go after paint. We go after flags. We right. go after printed tifos. Our, <laughs> our supporters, our supporters Man, don't go tifos. after go don't go after a mural. I got news for you. So, uh, Eddie, Eddie, uh, give me a shout out. Yeah, if you're gonna deface a mural, like go all in. It was like Pedro on a on a cross. Either go out and get it or or sit back because. That was just the half effort there, you know. The, like Ron Swanson says, you don't, you don't half-ass a bunch of things. You whole-ass one thing, and and you know, and and, they, and they, another they, solid point <laughs> about this is is who's the face of of MLS? Who's the guy making the money for MLS? The guy with the face is Lionel Messi. Where was the yeah. paint? There, the, the his side. whole face is on on the. I got news for you. Even if Orlando City fan was going to go down and throw two buckets of paint on and then drive home four hours. They would have thrown the two buckets of, of paint on Messi's face, not on the, the very right side of the mural. Right. You know, yeah. so they, Unless they, it was MLS, just the, the soccer, soccer Don, the soccer Don, he wanted he wanted the face of uh, so when everybody could get the pictures of the mural, they wanted the the face of Messi to still be on there. But I guarantee you if Orlando City actually did it, you wouldn't have been able to decipher Messi's face. It would have looked like Oompa Loompa. And, and Willy Wonka, that, that's that's what it would have looked like. Yeah. But come on, it's, yeah. it's it's all placement. It's all perfect. There's no chance in hell it was one of us. And if, 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 shout I, out, Eddie. If it was, it had to be some SG who happened to be a Messi fan, you know, the Argentinian ILF guy or ruckus guy or something like that, which just doesn't make sense. Where what I mean, I don't know if anyone did. I'm not throwing them out. No relax. one's that respectful. Yeah, no, no one. Relax. If that anyone was that. Club, I'm not saying not anyone player. did that, but I'm saying that they had to be like a Messi stand. I don't want to go too far. I just want to make fun of Vice City or Legion or whatever groups they have, whatever nerds they have over there. Um, but yeah. Um, Shout outs. Oh man, I had one. I think I gave it out already. I'm gonna give you know what? Different one. Shout out to uh to, to Cappies, Adam Milson. Congrats, buddy. You get the you get your your spot into the uh the stadium. 
uh, he, he's going to have a, a, a little, you know, stand there in the stadium, uh, honey Cuban. My, my, my favorite Cubans are made by a Jewish boy in, in Altamont Springs. And they're my favorite Cuban. And I just went to Miami and had one. So have, have some, <laughs> when, when you get there, it's going to be August 26th. Shout out to him. Shout out to buy my extra tickets for the, the Miami game on September 24th. And uh, um, you know what? Uh, that's all I got for now. <laughs> yeah, Cappy's good shout. Good shout, yeah. Eddie, on with Cappy's because I know Adam's yeah. really pumped about that. And mm-hmm. uh, he deserves it, man. He worked Potential hard. future sponsor. Yeah, just make sure that uh, make sure that uh, you guys you guys show the love. You know, it's it's easy to write the love for him, but make sure you show the love whenever you're in the stadium, wait in that line, and uh, and and be the longest line because. You know that's that's what he's uh that what he deserves. He deserves. We all love cappies, and uh, and they do make a hell of a sandwich. So make sure you guys show the love. That honey Cuban man. Mm. Yeah, you support local on that stuff. You get a chance to do it with your money. You could give Pizza Hut some more money. You could support local. So yeah. Well, we appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, that's going to wrap it up. We're about an hour and ten, so not too bad. Uh, we did we did only ten minutes over, I think. So I uh, can't wait. I know you guys can't wait. Uh, super fun episode to record hopefully the then after dark wednesday night is going to be the highlight of the year uh, other than maybe us winning an mls cup but i'm hoping that it, it turns into the highlight of the year uh with with a with a victory sending messi home uh, to another vacation uh let to let him get mentally prepared for the crazy task that will be trying to get a team 14 points out of the playoffs back into the playoffs with 12 matches to go so uh, good luck to them. Uh, to, good luck to us. And and uh, I just hope that the refs don't play too much of a role. We'd be naive to think that the refs aren't going to play any role. Uh, but we we know what's coming. And I hope we just smile and wave and answer with Faku's left foot. That's what I hope. And Duncan McGuire's head would be nice. So, uh, vamos Orlando. You guys have anything else to add? Vamos no? Orlando. Let's go. All righty, y'all. Well, we'll talk to you guys Wednesday night, hopefully with some good news, uh, some pumped up news. Uh, we thank you guys for listening. As always, we appreciate you guys for uh, supporting and and, uh, and giving your time to us, as always. And uh, we'll talk to you all Wednesday. Vamos, Orlando. Thanks for joining us this week on the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Don't forget to follow us at Orlando Lions Den on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. See you next week in the den.